How's it going, guys? This is Rehab Roho. And I'm sorry to report that I fucked up. I know, I know, I know. I put together a nice little streak of sobriety. I was I was I was waking up every day with a fresh outlook. And I pissed it all away in a barrage of cakes and cookies, lemon icebox pies, pecan bars, cheesecake samplers, sweet potato pies, not that patty pie bullshit, but real sweet potato pies. I had... I had cookie butter cheesecake fucking me from both ends, guys. Both ends. I lost it. I lost it. All the progress I had made, those early morning spin classes, those squats and box jumps, jumps, all that work down the proverbial tube. Holidays are rough for me, guys. I'm sorry. I'm hugging my stomach right now. Because I'm going to have to kill it. Got to jump back on the bandwagon right away. I hate to be that like first of the year person. By the way, if you didn't know, this is the Rojo Show. Episode 28. And... Yeah, this is this is Recovery Rojo. This is Rehab Recovery Rojo. Because I got to get the body back tight, especially since I got these cameras now, which is going to take the Rojo show to the next level. All right. Just really the things I got in store. I don't even want to go on too much more about it because it's going to be major. All right. Because this face isn't made for just podcasting. OK, this face is made to be seen. All right. Word to your grandmother. So as usual, I got some topics, of course. Got some exciting stuff to talk about. Um, got some shout-outs, too. Um, just a couple. You know, uh, doing this Rojo show thing and being the uh, the asshole that I am, I, 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 can genu- I am genuinely surprised ooh, and happy when I find out that like people listen to the show and that people enjoy it. And I recently found out or recently saw that my Aunt Vanel, uh like shared the show on her page and like linked it to her daughter, Nikki, who used to babysit me when I was little and um, just really warmed my heart. You know, it just really, you know, gave me like a fuzzy feeling, you know, if if I was I, I'd almost call myself uh, the F word. I don't even like that I just said the F word. I think the only word that should be that is too that is too inflammatory to say that it needs to be described as a letter is nigger. Cause like I I don't know. I use the word faggot. I tried to talk about this a little bit with Will, but I mean I, I don't use it in a derogatory way. I just use it uh, kind of, but like playful, you know, like every time he tells me something about his him, him doing something for the baby, I call him a faggot, you know. Yeah, so 
that actually has nothing to do with my roadmap. My roadmap is um natural or not really. See, Nikki gave me that title actually. Um, Matt Barnes gets suspended for two games. Best Beyonce songs to rap to. That now that was a topic that like somehow gained like a whole bunch of traction on Facebook, and probably because I reframed it. AKA rephrased it. I meant to say framed in the first one. I'm, I'm, I, anyway, follow me. So, um, I started off thinking of like the best Beyonce songs to rap to. And then I just kind of opened it up myself to like, okay, well, what are just some of the best R&B songs to rap to, period? And I came up, that, that one got a lot of people. I put it out on Facebook and Facebook had a lot of good answers. We'll get to that. Um, a warrant was issued for Bill Cosby's arrest. They had my nigga doing a perp walk and everything. Oh, it was disgusting. I'll, I'll explain what a perp walk is later. Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little insight and explain a little bit about um, my use of the word bitch because I've I've gotten a little bit of oof, gotten a little bit of feedback and backlash about it. Not afraid. Totally gonna talk about it while I drink this beverage that I won't tell you the name of because they're not cutting me no checks. Um, gonna talk about Ohio being an open and carry state here in the Midwest. That's gonna be. I'll explain to you why that's pivotal and why that is a a point of contention right now in our society and in the news and in um in 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 uh specific current events to black people and then i'll spend a little time talking about lebron james turning 31 it'll be very skip baylish's skip bayless ish if you know what that means and if you pay attention to first take so uh tune in or not i've heard that i've heard that some of my female listeners benefit from the sports talk and listen ladies um you should because it'll give you something interesting to talk to your man about or men about that will make you seem a little bit more appealing and a little bit cooler than you probably are. Not saying you're not cool. I'm just saying by men's standards, you know, because, you know, whereas, you know, things that make you cool to women, men really don't give a shit about. You know? I don't care what color your nails are. I just care that they are colored. Okay? You can tell somebody else about the fucking gel set and the, the gel... What is it? Gel nails with the no chip and uh, iridescent colors and uh, whatever. Just do them. You know? And not yourself. <laughs> I had a homie call out some shit about that the other day. Like, no, bitch, no. I don't. I don't want your. I don't want your homemade <laughs> self manicure kit, manic mani pedi. Okay, I want you to go and let some Koreans do their God given talent. All right, <laughs> let them let them do their version of a symphony on your feet, please. All right, that's not your calling. That's they calling. Hilarious. Um. Well, let's just talk about this bitch thing since I've already violated the the bitch treaty. <laughs> the treaty of bitch sigh. 
you know, the uh, Emancipation Bixel Nation. That's all I got for that. But, um, so yeah, so somebody, somebody whose opinion I care enough to think twice about, which means a lot. Okay, <laughs> it means a whole lot. If I have, if I, if I have the time or the wherewithal or the the whatever I call it or whatever I gauge it by myself to actually think in depth about something you've said to me outside of the moment you say it to me, then you have, you should consider yourself on a list of very, on, on a very short list. And you can feel the way you want about that list, but it's a short list. So, you know, somebody who listens to the podcast fairly regularly asked about my use of the B word. By B word, I mean bitch. And, you know, you know why I use it so much? Could I be turning it down or could I tone it down? And, you know, the interesting thing about this podcast is it's mine. And... I don't mean that. Well, I mean that. I definitely mean that how I just said it. But I also mean it in the sense of um, we are in a day and age of technology where you can you can voice your own opinion and you can put it out there. And, and the Internet is such a useful tool in finding and um, in, in being able to find people of like mind from all over the world. And it's a very interesting concept, and this is a very interesting time, and we're we're really still just in the infancy of this whole communication, this whole interworld um, melting pot and and meshing of thoughts and ideas and and interests. So, just as I do certain things passionately, I would be doing a disservice to myself and my listeners if I didn't do the other justice passionately. So, um, I, I, I don't, I don't recall ever using the word bitch towards a woman whom in my explanation of the topic or the subject or that instant, I don't want to say didn't deserve it, but it wasn't, it wasn't out of place. For instance, I would never say I was in church and this bitch dot, 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 because, or well, uh, maybe I would. Um, Okay, let me give me another another example. So I would never say, I would never say my sister is a bitch. I would never say that. I I have reported that she is very comfortable with the resting bitch face, which is totally different than being a bitch. She can be if she wants to, and she knows that. Like, that's something that Scheherazade Ali wrote in her book that I read a long time ago called Black Women. At some point, and and I think D-Ray might have had a joke about this too, but at some point, every woman is or has been a bitch to some man, okay? Respectfully, respectfully, my mom, never to me, never to me, out loud, <laughs> never to me, out loud, has, I have I ever thought, well, I guess, has my mom been a bitch to me, okay? Never out loud. 
But to my father, possibly. To other men she may have dealt with while she was trying to and still trying to, you know, navigate the waters of communication. Some man probably felt very comfortable firing that word off. My sister, I know. I would never, but I know she has. I know that word has been on the tip of a tongue of, of at least one or two men that she's dealt with, honestly. Oof. But again, like it's not like I'm using it. The, the women I'm calling bitches or referring to in, in examples of bitches aren't like they're not women that aren't of ill repute. It's not like these these claims are totally unfounded. I mean, you know. It, it, and it's a, it's a moment, it's a bitch in the moment. Like, in that moment, you were being a bitch. A bitch is much like nigga moments. Like, I think women have bitch moments, you know, just like nigga moments. Um, I mean, I can, I can't promise that I'm, I, I'm not going to say that I'm going to stop saying it, because I'm not. That would just be a lie. Um, I mean, I can, you know, Miss Malibranch said that, you know, maybe using it less, and more and using it more sparingly could you know really outline and really define the point when I do use it, and I buy that a little bit, you know a lot of it is just like a rhythm thing, you know you know it's just like a it's just like a uh colloquial talking rhythm, you know what I'm saying this bitch was on this shit, you know what I'm saying you feel what I'm saying nigga? you feel what I'm saying my dude you know. This bitch walking in talking about she ain't got no money on the Paul sign. I say, bitch, you need to go on the... You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to worry about it too much. Because um, I don't want to throw off my thing. You know? But, I mean, I can't admit that it, it, it can become... It can, be, it, I, it can become a little casual. You know? I'll admit to that. I'll, I'll cop to that. It can become a little casual, but never. And at slight times, frivolous, maybe. But in real life, like when I'm talking to a woman, I very, very rarely use it. And when I do, it's like very calm. Like it's never, it's never out of anger. It's very calmly like, listen. You're bordering on bitch right now. I just want to let you know, okay? You're bordering on bitch. If there was a meter, if you had a bitch meter, right? You're you're starting to peak, okay? You're getting into the red, all right? And I need we both need to calm down and separate ourselves from this uh, situation for a little bit, you know? Maybe have some sex, but right now your bitch meter is peaking. You're bordering on bitch, and I need you to bring. I need you to pull it back some. You know, but never out of anger. Never like you, stupid bitch. I hate you. Not like uh, Mel Gibson. You know, I, I've never wished a woman to be raped by a pack of niggers. But you know, calmly. You know, I think it can be very impactful. You know, that's how you get a woman to possibly. Well, you can very rarely get a woman to think about her actions. Mom, <laughs> my mom's probably shaking her head right now. My mom doesn't think I like women. I love women. Women are awesome when they want to be. Women are awesome when they think about 
when they think about a man or when they consider a man's uh, wants and and needs, boom, women can be awesome. But on a day-to-day, they are awesome when they want to be. Women are like cats. And cats are jerks. Cat, <laughs> cats are world-renowned for being assholes. And women, there's there's a reason it's called the pussy, and you got pussy cats, okay? I'm just saying. So yeah, my use of the word bitch. Speaking of these bitches, these bitches that got Bill Cosby all hemmed up, and they made him do the perp walk. Oh my god! So if you don't know what the perp walk is. The perp walk is when you walk through the crowd of reporters into the police station. That's a perp walk. When you walk from the house to the police car and then the police car to the to the thing, when they don't pull you, because all police stations and courthouses, they all have like these like driving garages. These like they're not underground, but like these garages where you go open the door and close the door and then these these connected garages. So you don't have to be seen. You never have to be seen. You're seen because they want you to be seen. You're seen because it's it's seen as a a form of humility. They want to shame you publicly. It's 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 just another throwback to our our whole puritanical society. It's it's a it's a form of uh, stoning. It's a form of walking you through the town square. If you're familiar with Game of Thrones, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but if you're not caught up by now, you're just an asshole. Um, when they make what's her name walk through the square naked, and everybody gets to look at her and throw shit at her, and they cut her hair, it's it's a throwback to that. But my G, when you listen to the case. When you listen to the case, my G, Bill Cosby, this woman, I don't remember her name, but I feel I need to say her name, though. I want to say her name because I got to say Bill Cosby's name, so I might as well say her name. Bill Cosby Accuser. What's her name? These current pictures of her are terrible. Andrea Constand, who was the equipment manager for the Temple women's basketball team. What a gig. Um, She was working, big up Brooklyn, big up the Bronx. Just wanted to throw that out there. She was working as the equipment manager for the women, for the Temple women's basketball team. Bill went to Temple, big, uh, big supporter. Of the school. Um, Her and Bill were friends. They were friends. You know. Albeit he was much older. They were friends. They had a relationship. She looked at him as a sort of mentor. A.K.A. He was somewhat in the friend zone. My niggas. Right. Let's keep it 100. We're going to keep it 100. I love the Cosby show. But we just gonna keep it one thousand right now. This ain't Cliff Huxtable. Um, he invited her over to speak about her. She was, I guess, she was thinking about changing careers. He invited her over. Look at me doing my Carcino shit like I was there. So yeah. So 
Bill asked her to come over, you know, so they could talk about their relationship and shit. So she rolled over about nine o'clock. Now, you know, listen, listen, I have told women explicitly to not invite me over after eight o'clock. Okay. Because I'm coming in with a halfy. And I don't want, I don't, I, you don't be surprised. Okay. It's not coming out the cake. Don't invite me over after eight o'clock if you if it's if it's not if it's not what it is. I if I'm not staying tonight, and by staying tonight I don't mean um, on the couch talking. I don't mean making out like teenagers. I don't mean. Uh, I mean all of that. We could do that too, but um, I want my nights with sauce. I need my night with, with some sauce on the side. It ain't got I don't need it on the dish, but I need my sauce on the side. Something. Feel what I'm saying? So for her to show up at nine o'clock, I mean, I don't I know this I know this whole thing is I know there are feminists, feminist extremists, feminazis, although we love the Jews. I know there are feminazis listening to this like, oh my God, what is he gonna say next? If she had on a skirt, she should have been expected to be fucked. Yes. Listen, if this was my daughter, I would say, number one, why do you have an old creepy friend? And number two, why are you at his house at nine o'clock? You know why? For those people that listen, that look, that watch Family Guy, you know why that old creepy man has to be gay? The one that likes Chris and the one that, hey, why don't you bend over and pick up my paper for me? You know why he has to be gay? Because all old men are like that about women. All old women, all old men are like that about women. Old men in the nursing home love young tenderoni nurses. Oh my gosh. It's one of the things I look forward to being old for. Just to go in for some routine procedures and have some young nurse touch me. You know, these are the types of triumphs that men have to savor because of marriage. And having the same and and back in the day, women understood it. Women was like, yeah, he going to see his nurse. That's his boo. So she claimed to go over there after nine o'clock to talk about her, her, uh, <laughs> to talk about her change in positions. She went over there to get a job. She had a job. All right. Bill had a job for her. Then she got to complaining about feeling stressed. Oh, these decisions. I mean, I'm an equipment manager now, but I might want to, you know, I might want to be a court manager. I might want to move up to the men's basketball team. Wait a second. Wait a second. You can't go from equipment manager to women's basketball team straight to the big time, straight to the men's basketball team. You're going to have to do men's soccer first. Maybe you do men's track and field. You work your way up the chain. Is this the, is this the conversation? So she complains about being stressed and Bill says, well, you know, I got something to take care of that stress. 
I can give you something to ease the pain. I can give you something to loosen you up a little bit. You gave her three blue pills. Now, think about the prescriptions or the pills you've taken in your life. I'll give you about five seconds. I'll give you three seconds. How many times have you taken three of the same pill? There, there is no bottle that tells you to take three of anything. Maybe Tums. I don't even think Tums. Well, that's because you could take maybe Tums. But Tums is also like a calcium, uh, a, a calcium supplement or some shit. You don't take three aspirins. You don't take three bear. You don't take three ibuprofens. You don't take three BCs. You don't take three of anything. But Bill Cosby gave her three pills and she just downed them. So after some time, her knees get weak. She starts to not be able to feel her limbs. And that's when Bill says, hey, let me help you down to the couch. This is all alleged. This is all alleged. Okay, this is all a court. This is all her story. Bill helped her to the couch where, you know, he was positioned behind her. Okay, Billy. That's like the move, like the yawn and you put your arm over her shoulder. That's classic right there. You know, I think she has some kind of skirt on. So, you know, he, he put a, put his fingers on the water, you know, he put a little buzuli in a bajata, you know, Billy boy making moves. <laughs> he put his dick in her hand, all types of shit. And then she fell asleep. And the next thing she remembers was Bill walking into the room in a bathrobe, smoking a cigar. Dog. <laughs> now, I don't. That story. I don't know how I feel about the story. But his lawyers are talking big shit. Like they're gonna be able to like like this is an open shutter. But I don't know. I don't know. That sweater was raw that he had on, though. The sweater he had on, like the gray and white, the gray, black, and white. Bill still got it. He still fly. He can't see out of that eye. But, you know, the beard look, like, that's not a a horrible mugshot. I've seen some horrible, we've all seen some horrible mugshots. That one wasn't bad. He might want to say that. Like, that could be, if if he comes out of all of this clean, he might want to make that like a tour poster or like a sticker. I would definitely use that as a sticker. I can get that sticker made. I should start selling those stickers. Don't steal my idea, Rojo Show. But yeah, he touched her boobs, her vagina, put his dick in her hand. When she woke up, he was in a robe. What are you going to do? You know? I need to get me a fly robe. I think this is <laughs> this is going to be my motivation to get a robe. Maybe I'll start doing the Rojo show on a robe. You know, the big holdup, surprisingly, surprisingly, the big holdup with taking the Rojo show to video is that when I do the Rojo show, I'm generally not wearing a lot of clothes. 
Now, please, control yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, because I know I have a diverse audience out there, okay? Control yourselves, all right? Don't go, you know, losing control of the car or, you know, losing focus at work because you're too busy picturing me uh, painting this poetry in podcast form um, as God created me, you know? I'm not that naked. I have on socks and some shorts. But that is the that's the big holdup taking the show to video. Maybe I'll get a robe and I'll do it Cosby style. Like I've uh maybe I should start calling this podcast the pill. No, I'm not gonna do that. Pill Cosby. Hilarious. Hilarious. Um but yeah, the podcast will be in video form soon. I just got to, like today I have a shirt on, right? So I'm like easing my way into it. I have on a t-shirt, you know, nothing too heavy, nothing too tight around my neck because I don't want to feel claustrophobic. But by the time I get like a whole fit, boom, I'll be ready on YouTube for your eyes to see. But until then, I don't want to dive into anything. I just want to, I just want to. I'm going to do it at my own pace. going to do it at my own pace. going to take it week by week. going to add a layer. Maybe next week I'll try to have on some pants. I won't promise you anything. But going to try to make it do what it do. Jeez. Ohio is an open and state, uh, is an open carry state. What are some other open and carry states? Open carry states. 2015. Oh, don't give me a map. I don't know how to read maps. Um, prohibits open carry. Illinois oh, requires permit, allows open carry without permit or license. Damn, it's a lot of them. There's <laughs> a lot of open carry states. Michigan, Ohio, most of them, goddammit. Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, Oregon, Washington. Basically, all uh, Kentucky is an open carry state. Shouts out to E, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, Missouri. Fuck, all, a lot of them. States that aren't. States that prohibit. Prohibit. Florida, Texas, California, New York, South Carolina, Illinois requires a permit or license to open carry. Utah, Oklahoma, Minnesota, Iowa, Iowa, Indiana, Tennessee, Georgia, all those little shits on the on the West Coast. I mean, on the East Coast, Delaware, Delaware is an open carry. Ew, they're just shooting people, huh, Shana? Um. So, yeah, um, what that means allows open carry without a permit or license. That means if you have a if you purchase a gun legally, you can basically just walk around with it on your hip. If you're white, um, I would not be comfortable walking around with a gun because I feel like that would just give police the reason to shoot me. Which is very much the case in the Tamir Rice situation. 
Tamir Rice was 12. Was he 12? You know, his age really doesn't matter in this case. Uh, Tamir, Tamir Rice was a, a little boy. An obvious little boy. Obviously a, a child. Who had a toy gun at the park where kids play with toys. Um, a police, uh, a, someone called the police and said that there was a boy at the park playing with a gun that was probably fake. Police respond. They drive up on the curb through the grass to the little boy, jump out of the car and shoot him. I don't I'm, I'm sorry. I don't have a count on the shots. But they shoot him and kill him. Those officers have been acquitted. Now, the issue here is that, as I stated earlier, Ohio is an open carry state. So even if let's say he wasn't a little boy, let's say he was an adult. Let's say he was over 18. And let's say he had a real gun. To approach him and kill him is still illegal because he has the right to have that gun in that state. He has the right to have a weapon. So this is this is purely an act of overreaction. And, and these officers were not acquitted. Now, I heard a lot about the case. I heard a lot about the trial. And a lot of people are saying that um, the prosecutor was not competent and was not trying to make the case of of the uh, of Tamir Rice and his family. He called multiple witnesses that, in fact, helped the defense, and also stated that it was totally probable. For the police to mistake Tamir Rice for being older and for them to mistake the gun for being real. Again, none of those things matter because you're allowed by law to have a gun in Ohio. But just as I alluded to in past episodes, the um, black people, by black I mean the descendants of slaves, Latinos I feel at this point, if they're truly honest with themselves, we all feel the effects and thus are predisposed To believing in the conspiracy theory of the man. But I don't even think this goes that far. I think this is a realization and a perfect example of how the laws are not written for us. And by us, I'm going to say more specifically black people, especially in the case of firearms I mean, there are other, um, quote unquote, civil liberties or other things that are that are supposedly given to us as 
inalienable rights as Americans. But what we must remember and what this is, uh, this, what, what this situation makes abundantly clear is that these rules and laws were not written for us. Um, a tattoo I have planned is, um, it's just simply five fifths. It's five over five. It's a fraction. The fraction was uh, the fraction five fifths is is significant to me because I'm not sure if it's uh, I'm not sure if it's. Um, I'm not sure if it's in the amendment. Is it the 13th Amendment? Yeah. The 13th Amendment refers to slaves as three-fifths persons. Meaning it would take three and a half. No, it would take... Oh, wait. Three-fifths. I can't believe I just said that out loud. Um... So three men, three black men equal, or no, five black men equal three. No, no, three black men. What the fuck is the thing? (laughs) Hold on. Three fifths of slaves would be counted. Uh, I'm reading a real definition now, like I probably should have done in the fucking beginning. Three-fifths of slaves counted as population determined the House of Representatives. So, yeah. So, the point of that is that all slaves weren't counted. It's three-fifths of the slaves that were counted, um, which meant that in a vote, every slave wouldn't count as one vote. It would take three slaves to equal a vote. So, again, much like um, women are referred to in the Ten Commandments, black people were referred to more so as property, more so as a commodity, definitely not an equal or a, a um, definitely not an equal for sure. And that is what this reminds me of now, that we are not equal. A a white man walking down the street with a gun on his belt and a holster, holster, there's an L in there, um, is viewed, I mean, in in Chicago and in, in states and cities that aren't used to seeing that, he'd be looked at in a peculiar way. Um, but a, a black man would definitely cause alarm. A black man walking some, a, a black man walking through a store with a weapon. See, it's 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 looked at as a weapon. It, it's uh, it's not looked at as. Um, 
as a as a right. It's looked at as a weapon. It's looked at as a, a violent tool. And I guess it's looked at the same. I guess on that level, it's equal. But the, the person holding the gun is seen as a criminal. Like even if even I feel like even if it was like a rifle, like an obvious hunting tool. Right. If I was walking through somewhere, they would think that I was going to like do a drive by with it. They would have they wouldn't think that I was going to possibly be shooting a deer or going elk hunting or uh, shooting clay clay pigeons or none of that type of dumbass shit that white people. That's not dumbass shit. I mean, I really want to go hunting and shoot some clay pigeons, but I don't know. Um, a white man with a gun is seen as like protecting his family and a black man with a gun is seen as like shooting sidearm while he's holding his dick or some dumb shit. I don't know. It's really unfortunate. I mean, that's why I kind of propose that. And I think my man Matt was talking about this, too. I'm going to have to get Matt on the podcast because Matt, Matt's been on some wild shit. Matt has been at Rahm Emanuel's house. He's uh, I think he's gotten kicked out of some speaking engagements of his. Um, Shouts out to Matt, man. Free your soul. (laughs) Free your soul, Matt. But Matt, I believe, is trying to get 200 black men to sign up for their conceal and carry card in Illinois. Because, listen, man, it's, it's about to be time, yo. It's about to be time for some militia shit to to have to to have to go down. We're gonna have to occupy some shit, and possibly through violence. All right, I'm just letting you know. Like, if we're gonna be dying, we might as well die in an act of attempting to consolidate something for somebody else. They have this all backwards. It's five slaves and count as three people, dumbasses. Three-fifths, that's what it is. Five slaves and only count as three people. Boom. Anyway. um, Yeah, that shit is whack, man. I mean, I'm kind of afraid to get a gun. I mean, I would want my concealing carry so that I could have it. But it would, it would, I feel like it would just add extra stress. Like, I got pulled over the other day, not the other day, like, what was that, three weeks ago? I got pulled over like three weeks ago. I was like super nervous. I mean, I wasn't like, I wasn't like about to like shit myself or no shit like that, but I was definitely taking deep breaths. I was definitely trying to keep it cool. And I had Baruch in the car with me, which is, which nowadays never helps to calm a situation at all. Like that's not that's that's not what's gonna happen at all. You know what I'm saying? But if I had to tell them that I had a gun in the trunk, like the thing about concealing carry is that it almost makes me feel safer because the only way, like you can't have the gun, and I'm, I may be wrong with this, but I'm pretty sure you gotta have it like not loaded. The clip can't be in the in the gun, and you may not be able to have. And I think it's got to be locked. It's got to be in a locked case, not with the clip in the gun. And it can't be. And if you're riding in the car with it, like it can't be. It has to be in a locked compartment in the car. So it have to be in the case in the glove box or in the case locked 
in the trunk locked, unloaded and all that other shit. Which, if you get pulled over, it makes it a lot easier to say, officer, you know, with your hands on the wheel or on the dashboard, however they tell you so they won't blow your fucking head off because they do it at will. Officer, I have a gun in the trunk. It's properly registered. Everything is on the up and up. And still, I'm, I'm almost sure of this. Especially for black people that I know, they will still handcuff you, remove you from your car, sit you in the back seat of their car while they run your license and your um and your gun card and all that other shit. I am I am fifty percent sure, obviously, but I'm pretty sure that's what happens. And you you have the proper registration and all this other shit. Why? Not for white people, though. I don't know. I'm going to get my gun on, though. For sure, for sure. Just because I want to be able to handle that shit. And I got to buy my own guns because I shoot Southpaw. And, like, most guns are made for righties. So, like... You know, like uh, when the shells, the shells eject, they like pop in my, they like pop up my arms, and like I've been burned a couple times. But yeah, all that. Um, natural or not really. So we, me and Will talked about hair a little bit last episode, and then I had some comments on some hair stuff, and people tagged me at some hair stuff, and um. I saw this one picture of this girl with these like super long fake twists, like two strand twists. They look nice. It wasn't her hair. And then she had like like she had on like a whole bunch of like makeup, like covering up so I guess I can appreciate that there's a difference between good makeup and bad makeup. But um, uh, I don't know. A lot of makeup is a lot of makeup. She had on a lot of makeup. And I'm just saying, like, have we lost what the natural look meant? Natural or not really? It's funny that Nikki brought this up to me or brought this to my attention and shouts to Nikki for the title, Natural or Not Really. That shit was fly. It could be like natural or nah, but I think natural or not really, it's like closer in syllable. It's like it matches syllabically. So um, I think I think that makes it tickle. The, I think it makes it dance on the tongue a little bit more. Natural or not really. Natural or not really. Anyway. I remember when you could count on one hand the mainstream people you knew with dreadlocks. It was like um, Bob Marley. It was. That was it. Whoopi Goldberg. I don't know. Dreadlocks were very 
specific. If you talk to a dude with dreadlocks, you couldn't be on no fuck shit, right? Like I had a homie, my my barber had dreadlocks for a long time, Jahi. Jahi uh, wore Pumas. Um... He, 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 he kept chew sticks, you know what I'm saying? He kept a book on his barber station, you know. I'd come in, he wouldn't be cutting the head. He'd be sitting there with his legs crossed, you know, reading the book, you know. The beanie on. Smelling like amber. You know what I'm saying? Gonesh, you know. Myrrh. You know what I'm saying? Had the amber rings on the fingers and shit, you know. Like, dreadlocks... And 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 afros and curls and like natural hairstyles, you know, bitches had the af- chicks had the afro puffs, you know, or like the curly fro pulled back, you know, up in the thing, you know. It it came with an assumed knowledge of self. It wasn't just because it wasn't just because everybody else was doing it, because nobody was doing it. It was a choice. It was a real, it was a statement, you know? You could definitely walk up to a woman with dreadlocks and say, peace, queen. And, and that, that is nothing. Like, as far as, as far as, like, Afrocentric jargon goes, to call a woman a queen is nothing. That's, like, that's, that's... That is a mere step above ma'am. How you doing, queen? You good? Like, and I know, I know white people like scoff at that or not even white people. Mexicans might too. Like why they call each other queen? Why why they call all all you, even if some of y'all niggas in Africa was, was kings and queens, all of y'all wasn't. Well, maybe not, but it's a state of mind, you know? a state of mind even if you weren't the king you felt like you could be you were rich in things that um that gave you a sense of worth it, it, it within your village and within your within your community and you never know okay because let's be real serious about the continent of africa right now okay everything in africa is of worth Everything. Everything. America is proof of that. How many of y'all listening to this on your cell phone? Um, All of that uh, shit in your cell phone that, what is that shit called? Content? What is that shit called? Content. Is that what it's called? Content? No, 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 no. Some mineral that's made, that's found in Africa. Um, cell phones, ion batteries, all that shit is impossible without it. Cell phones. 
uh, Tantalum. Colton. That's what it is. Colton, short for columbite, tantalite, and known industrially as tantalite, is a dull black metallic ore from which which the elements niobium and tantalum are extracted. The niobium dominant mineral in Colton is columbite. Um... Tantalum from Colton is used to manufacture tantalum capacitors used in electronic products. Colton mining has been cited as helping to finance serious conflict. For example, the Aturi conflict uh, in the Dominican Republic of Congo. Colton is what makes everything. If you're listening to this podcast in any form and I recording this podcast We are using Colton. Colton is mined in Africa. Africa has not had a solid governmental infrastructure for basically, I mean, well, I I am, I am fucking up like many people fuck up referring to Africa as one thing. Africa is a continent. Most countries in Africa have been riddled with with, uh, poachers of natural resources. And they keep those countries' governmental entities in a constant state of flux. So much so that militias and fanatic government organizations in many cases have just as much if not more power than the government imagine if the gangster disciples had more power than the government that's what we're dealing with in most countries many countries in africa because countries have come in Belgium has come in. France has come in. The U.S. has, of course, come in under the guise of helping or saving. Um, Great Britain has come in. India has come in. Many countries have come in and raided Africa's garden of of resources and, and its beauty for financial gain promising thing to things to the uh, indigenous people of the land and once they get what they want they leave and they don't care the state that they leave it in and it makes it a prime candidate to be um sucked up by a a supposed nationalist or a a person who a, a military leader who can claim you know to have a history with the land and and in fact have underhanded and under 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 the table deals with countries to let them come in and mine them as well 
I mean, the, the first example of this was slavery. I mean, it's it's no it's no secret that many African tribes sold other tribes into slavery. Uh, what's not told and what I think that contributes now to is not is a that was a part of Jim Crow then to separate us because those same people that sold people, I'm, I guarantee that on the next go round, they were sold, you know. So. I say all that to say I, I forgot where I was going with this, but yes, Africa gets raped of resources. And um, right. So there's no telling Colton diamonds. We all know about blood diamonds and all of that shit. Um, All these resources, these rich things that are in Africa, gold, silver. Who knows if we weren't all kings when we were there? Who knows? If all of us had our own land and we could all mine our own and we could all find our own Colton and we could all find our own gold and our own diamonds. We just walked around with these things like they were common. It was nothing. It was nothing to walk around with rings. It was nothing to walk around with gold. That's why we're so comfortable with it now, because it's second nature. It reminds us of something unconsciously. We get it. And it's like this feels so familiar. That's why we strive for it, because we know that at one point this was nothing. This is how we are supposed to present ourselves and look. This is how people are supposed to see us as royalty, as the cream. The issue now is that we're not all in the in the in the financial space currently to walk and live in our king and queendom. But at one point. With all the riches that Africa holds, when we were there, who knows what it was like? Who knows? We could have all been walking around iced up just for nothing. So I said all of that to say that it was nothing to call your man, your man, King. What up, King? You know what I'm saying? The next, the next level of that is if you calling them guys and earths. Whew. We don't want to get into that. You know what I'm saying? Because when you know yourself, you know God. You know, he made you in your image. So what are you? You know, Mother Earth, you know, all things. That's where all things come from. That's the nourishment. That's the food. That's what that's what we live off of. That's what makes us go. That's when we die, we go back to and we give more from. Come on, man. I can't be getting into the metaphysics and all of that shit. All but. This whole conversation, 15, 20 years ago, only niggas with locks was having this conversation. But locks have lost their way. Locks have become a hairstyle and not a lifestyle. Lil Wayne got locks. Wale got locks. And and I I hold I, I immediately pull back on both of them because I think they know better. They know what's up. So a lot of these niggas with locks on the outside and then got them on the inside. Something else you might not catch. I mean locks 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 are antennas, you know what I'm saying? Like locks increase your ability to receive messages. These are all things that niggas with locks now don't know. I've never had locks because I've never 
I've I've always been honest about my ability to commit to that. And I'd be heartbroken if I cut him. If I ever was put in a position or something happened where I had to cut him, I'd be heartbroken. But that's how I feel about my hair. Like, I don't cut my hair. I, I might. I trim it. But I don't. I, I leave it for a statement. But that's the same thing with, you know, that's the same thing with these, you know, what, what the fuck is a, a protective style? And why do they all look like uh, braids or like just, you know, maybe I've just been blessed. I've got like my friend Monica. Shouts out to Monica. I hope she listens to the road show. Monica's hair is like beautiful. She's got a big ass afro, but like she can like twist it and like do all types of like big puffy like and then put a part in it. Andrea's got some really nice hair. Um, that girl I lived across the street from me has some nice hair. Shauna's got some nice hair when she wants to. When she wants to, uh, my sister's got some nice hair. Um, I don't know. I know some chicks with some nice natural hair, I guess. I know some chicks with some nice weaves, too. I mean, walk in your weave, you know? But, like, a weave really don't make you... I mean, weaves don't make you better than nobody, and, and natural hair don't make you better than nobody, either. I don't know. I don't know. It just got, I don't know, it's just different. I remember when Black Thought had the locks, you know what I'm saying? He was with the roots. Like, you would never have a nigga with, the lock, with locks singing songs like King Louie or that nigga. Or, you know, like they just wasn't involved in certain fuck shit. I don't know. Death of the deep niggas. I hope not. I hope not. That'd be rough. It'd still be some light-skinned dudes holding on, though, because light-skinned dudes are militant. Matt Barnes got suspended for two games, speaking of crazy light-skinned dudes. Nothing happened to Derek Fisher. He is a coach, and he was president of the Players Association, and he does have connections with the Zen master, Phil Jackson. But Matt Barnes got suspended two games. You know what? I think Matt Barnes probably got the better of that exchange, too. I think think D. Fish might have came in a little blacked up. And, you know, Matt Barnes has got all the tattoos. He's like the anti-Steph Curry. He's got all the tattoos. He's got, like, the, the pretty Ricky haircut. Pretty Ricky, what they called him. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Matt Barnes revels in like this bad boy image. I remember when he, I think he was playing for the Lakers and he was like about to fight somebody on the other team and he was mad that nobody else jumped in to help him. It's like, man, I play like some pussies. Or maybe it was the maybe it was the Clippers. Maybe it was that other LA team. I thought they would have been a lot better than they are this year, but they're not. Um, so yeah, I had best Beyonce songs to rap to. And then it turned into, it morphed into something totally different on Facebook. It turned into best R&B songs to rap to. Word is Bond. But 
So the Aaliyah, the uh, I mean the Beyonce list started off like this. It was me, myself, and I, real smooth. Upgrade you, hard. Diva, E. We like to party, which I put a slight asterisk by, because three stacks killed that shit. Set the scene, three thousand degrees. I ain't worried about them fuck niggas over there, but they worry about me. Whoo! Betcha I can make it milk till it took down your knees. He went hard on that shit. <laughs> Stacks were hard on there. Um, and then, like, right after that is when I opened it up. I was like, I think I just need to do best R&B songs, right? Best R&B songs to rap with. Mmm. You don't know my name by Alicia Keys. But like Kanye produced that. And like Kanye produces rap beats and people just happen to sing over them. Like there's a couple Kanye songs on Kanye produced songs on here. Like the Kanye and Brandy song. The um the more they talk about our love. That song was cold. But Kanye rapped on there too. The Keisha Cole and Kanye song. I don't love you no more. I don't love you no more. That shit was hot. But Kanye, he didn't rap on it. I changed my mind. I don't lie, you know what? That shit was cold. And that was when Keisha Cole had her, like, her big titties. Because, you know, Keisha Cole had a boob reduction, which I hear you on the back problems, ladies. I really do. But come now, okay? Come now. I'm sure you could find a small man that you could give a piggyback ride to who would hold those boobs for you. Um... But yeah, so Keisha, I mean, uh, Kanye had a couple joints on there, but You Don't Know My Name is high up there. And, oh shit, I didn't even think about the one he did for Janet with Jermaine Dupri in the end of the video. Cause you know that I want you, yeah, you know that I need you, yeah. That shit went hard too. But, um, so yeah, so then those, um, knock, knock. Missy and Monica, silly of me. I can't say it, but knock, 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 stop knocking, don't come knocking at my door. That shit was hot. But again, Missy Elliott, she has like some real R&B cuts, like, like the joint with Genuine, like nobody's rapping to that, but a lot of that, because uh, like I got Saka Tummy on here. Ooh, ah, Saka Tummy. That shit goes hard. Do it, do it, do it, do it. That beat is fucking tight. But again, the brat rapped on the end of it. She didn't really ride the beat like somebody like with some like like who would really kill that beat? Fabulous would kill that beat. <laughs> Just out the gate. I don't even listen to Fabulous a lot like that, but I could hear him going in on that beat. Let me see, see who else. Mm, dun, 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 dun. 
dun, 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 dun. Red Man would probably eat on that beat. Whew. <laughs> Red Man would go ham. Anyway, the Saga Timmy song, Aaliyah Resolution, um, Best of Me remix, but Jay killed that, and that's basically a rap song. But the first Best of Me beat was Raw 2, the one with Jada Kiss on it. I can't let you get down me Even though something's dying That shit went hard Who didn't have a crush on Maya? Just, I'm just saying Who didn't have a crush on Maya? And her body changed perfectly for the time Cause like she started out like real skinny Still hot Kind of riding that light skin thing a little bit too much And that video would, would um with uh, Cisco, and then she had the video with Silk the Shaka, and then she started getting thick, like right at Case of the X. What you gonna do when you can't say no, when you're feeling that the show, when you really need to know? She started getting thick right around there. And then that next album, that one hands over heels, I'm falling in love with you, I'm falling. She started getting thick then, boy. Whew! Yeah. Uh, Maya. Don't let me see you in the streets, girl. And then I had um, Tweet Oops, but again, Fabulous killed that. And then a hidden gem, okay, Aaliyah featuring DMX back in one piece. That shit went hard too. She was kind of flowing on that too. She kind of she kind of got her shit off. Check out that Aaliyah and DMX back in one piece. But then okay, so then I got all these other ones. Okay, so my cousin said Al Green, let's stay together. Yeah, I can see that. Um, genuine. Wow. 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 It's a little slow, but I can see somebody. I can see somebody go hard on that shit. Oh, I'd like to hear somebody like if Ti wrote some shit to that, like some like some fast rapping over that, like some southern shit. Like I was gonna say Young Thug, uh, not Young Thug. I don't fuck with Young Thug like that. I was gonna say Slim Thug, but um, I mean, old school Twister would go hard on that. Old school Busta Rhymes would go hard on that too. I want to hear somebody rap fast on the pony beat, just because you know. I just want to hear somebody go hard on it. Those would probably be my first two. Nobody really gave Busta Rhymes the credit on rapping super fast. Him and Mystical, that song on ELE with him and Mystical is hot. ELE. Definitely in my top three Busta Rhymes album. Sometimes it's my top one Busta Rhymes album. For sure. Um, I said, A. Marie, why don't we fall in love? That shit is hot. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to Ashley, because Ashley was real hard up on that song when it first came out. They used to play it on the radio, and they would never say who it was. Um, A. Marie, one thing. Shouts out to Kitty Enigma. 
He produced a lot of the beats uh, from the intros. Uh, George Benson, Give Me the Night. Just give me that night. That's my shit. So come on out tonight and we'll make it up. We're gonna rock this night. Light up in your eyes. Oh, don't you know we can fly? Just give me that night. That shit is cold. The breakdown in Give Me the Night is. Just give me that. That breakdown in there is hot. Um, love and happiness. Yeah. Yeah, that would go hard. Check up on it. Beyonce. Aaliyah four page letter. Tweak. Uh, tweet. Oh my. I said that. Freaking you. Jodeci freaking you. I need to listen to that because I don't remember exactly how that goes. And I know some I know E's throwing something at the fucking radio right now, like nigga, nigga, you don't know. No, I don't. Alright, relax. I need to hear it. Um Montel Jordan, get it on tonight. That shit was hot. It's alright. Get it on tonight. But that is is that is that a sample? It's one on one tonight. Tonight. Girl, if it's alright, let's go somewhere and get it on tonight. That shit is hot. <laughs> Montel is doing this thing. Montel was like 6'5. Jeez. Um. My man Nick says anything from Aaliyah, which is kind of treat, which is kind of true. Resolution is hot. Resolution is a doom, 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 doom. That shit goes hard. Um, so then I had to hit uh, me, myself, and I, Mary J. Blige, I Can Love You, Lauren Hill, X Factor. Whoo. X Factor would go so hard as a rap song. I could hear Method Man going in on that. Old school Method Man. Old school Method Man. It could all be so simple. She went hard. But you rather make it hard. Loving you is like a battle that we both end up with scars. Jesus. (laughs) I couldn't listen to that whole song right now. Uh, Then my man T. Ross came in and said, uh, Cooling Gang, Summer Madness. That'd be hot. I almost gave myself an aneurysm. But yeah, that was a super good conversation. I'm glad people joined in. Thank you, uh, Row Homies, for hopping in on that. I don't know if that Row Homie shit is gonna stick. Uh, it was easy. Uh, it was a uh, Will's idea. Row Homies, you know, as like something to call the the, the quote unquote fans. I don't know. Um, LeBron James turned 31. I really don't give a shit 
Okay. I'm always forget if he's a year older than me or if we're the same age, but he's turned 31. Um, I don't give a shit about LeBron James as a basketball player, honestly. Like, has he even really been turning it up lately? Like, I mean, between Steph Curry dancing in front of y'all, ooh, ah, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, and nobody really giving him no real defense and no real competition, and Kyrie's not even really healthy yet. I mean, I'm watching DeMarcus Cousins. I'm trying to see what he's doing. I'm trying to watch... Um, uh, I get. I mean, I pay attention to the Bulls, but they be kind of pissing me off. Everything is close now. Like they refuse to just blow some motherfuckers out. I want to catch up on Melo and see what he's doing. But LeBron turning thirty one. I mean, I, I need him to get another ring. He's like officially in his prime, and I, I need him to get another ring. Right? Like this is his official prime. Right? Like thirty one. Like he really should know what he was doing. He's doing right now. Like he should really, he should really be on top of his game and be trying to win like rings like the next three years, right? Like let's keep it all the way funky. Um, I don't know. I'm still checking for Kobe. I want Kobe to go for like fifty again. Like I want Kobe to just go out on like such a high note. I saw the little thing that uh, that Jordan. Gave uh, said about him or said for him before the game. It was sweet, you know. That's good. That's good that they have some kind of relationship. But um, I want Kobe to go out on a high note, not like not like Jordan. I want him to go out on a high note and kill it. I did see. I was watching a video of Jordan when he um scored fifty. He was like the oldest player to score fifty or some shit. It was a sweet little game, but it also reminded me of how crafty he became in in like as a wizard. Like he was not on. It was very little high flying it was a lot of mid-range jumper like when i get back in the gym that's what i'm gonna start working on late night mid-range jumper whack free throw line whack from the corner from the elbow whack glass whack so i'm trying to be on just wet jump just mm, old man rocking chair jumper that's what sam used to call it rest in peace sam that was uh Angelo's grandfather on the block said they called him rocking chair because he used to lean back with that jumper. Whack. Wet on him. Whack. But yeah, it's New Year's Eve, episode 28 of the Rojo Show. I don't have plans. This is my hustle year. I'm working. I'm doing some driving stuff, and then I'm back at the Riviera tonight at 1 p. at 1245 for loadout. Should be a quick loadout, though. So, um, yeah, I ain't really on shit. Uh, hit me up, Facebook page, The Rojo Show, um, Instagram, ShyRojo1, Rojo on Twitter. Um, please email me some questions to the Rojo Show at gmail.com. Questions, ladies, you want to send me some pictures, um, you want to send me some articles, whatever. Get at me. Um, I forgot my hard drive. That's why I don't have no music on the intro or the outro. But um, this microphone works wonderfully. Um, I'm going to try to put some clothes on so I can get on video for y'all. Until next week, which will be the first Rojo show of the new year. Please, everybody, be safe. Take some time to reflect on this year. Um, You may have fucked up, but you definitely probably had some high points or made some progress somewhere, too. You know, Um, Definitely some bad stuff happened this year, but bad stuff is going to happen every year. It's all the good stuff that you get to counterbalance it or to outweigh it. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, peace to my man Marcus, who just lost his mother. Um, keep your head up, my G. And um, to the Rojo Show listeners, all the Rojo homies, thank you for your support this year. It's been a strong 28 episodes, and I'm trying to do more, get y'all more content. 2016 is going to be a big year for both of us, and I invite y'all on the ride with me, and I thank those who are already on the train. Um, All aboard. Have a good year. Have a happy new year. Love y'all. One.